0: All right, everybody, this is Brother Frank, and i glad to have you here on another episode of the Remnant Call. and um you amazing, folks. Week to week, things keep getting so much different, uh, so much more intense. Uh, the The times have been declared, and I believe it is time for the remnant to be awake. And uh, folks, I'm glad to have you on tonight. And just to answer a question, someone emailed me early this morning. I had an email, and um, they were asking me a question. Uh, you know, Do Benjamin and I believe we're the... You know, we're in the 144,000. Um, well, nobody's ever, we've never said that on this program. I just want to make it clear uh, that when we talk about the remnant, and if we're not declaring we are the 144,000. Now, God may choose one of us or one of you or anybody. That's His choice. But you've got to remember, there's also a great multitude that John talked about that came through the tribulation, folks. And the truth is, we're all in this together. And being a part of the remnant doesn't mean that we're saying we're exclusive, we're the only ones here. No. The remnant are those who've decided that they want to follow the Lord with everything they have. That doesn't mean they're perfect. It doesn't mean they're a prophet, the son of a prophet, that they've got you know their Israelite descendants directly. No, that's not what we're talking about. The remnant are those who refuse to bow their knees to Baal who want to follow the Lord. That's what the remnant call is about, calling anyone who will listen, anyone who will come out of her, my people, anybody who is interested in the higher... Things of God. Folks, this is not the hour we try to bring God down to us. This is the hour where he brings us up to his desires. Yes, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Let's not try to bring him down. Let's let him allow to bring us up to where he desires us to be, to realize what he wants us to do, and then we will follow his desires. And folks, when you are on God's plan, following his desires, I'm telling you, you will not go wrong. Well, we have entered a new chapter in the American saga. Brother Benjamin is here with us tonight, and I'm going to bring him on in just a second. But it seems like each week is a new chapter. And eventually, folks, we will get to the end of the book. And the end of the book will be glorious, because that's the last chapter. When it is, low, this is our God. We will see him coming in the clouds. It, it will happen soon, but there will be things in prophecy that must be fulfilled first. Tonight's episode, Discerning the Times, with Brother Benjamin Brooke. I'm going to bring him on. Brother Benjamin, are you here with us?
1: Well, hey, good evening, Frank.
0: Hey, God bless you, man. Thank you for coming on. I just appreciate you uh, for being here. Um, <laughs> Benjamin, a, um I, I, there's not, I don't always know what to say anymore. It seems like I'm, if you don't get it by now, I'm not. I'm wondering if you will get it.
1: No, you won't. Wondering. It, they're, they're not going to see it until it, it's, until it's at the front doorstep, and then they're still not going to believe it. They're going to say this can't be happening to me. So, but that, that's not our audience. We're here to minister that's to right. those called to be part of the remnant, not the the rejected garment we we're talking about the remnant that's going to be preserved
0: amen amen well brother could you open us up with a word of prayer i feel tonight is going to be a an important program you shared some uh some troubling news with me earlier today and i'm not saying you have to share all that but um brother it's just time if you could pray i would appreciate it
1: amen amen and Listening audience, join, stand with us in one accord. Father, in Jesus' name, in the name that is above every name that has ever been named, the name of the one true God, the name of the one true Son of God, who has overcome the world, whose blood paid for the sins of humanity, and in whose name there is salvation and there is healing. And there's hope for tomorrow. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. We ask that you would bring forth the Rema word of truth, which you ordained for this time. In Jesus' name we pray, Father.
0: Amen.
1: Well, Frank, thank you for the invitation, uh, albeit kind of last minute. Um, and that's good with me, although it gets me in trouble with um, my Social media uh, volunteers who are like Benjamin, you've got to tell us when you're going to be on these programs. And well, I tell them as soon as I know. But um, <laughs> it's all good. Praise God! What an exciting time to be alive, right, Frank? I mean, hey, is this year is this year stacking up to be everything we had hoped it would be? And given that it's the 70th year of America Babylon and the year in which everything is now going to be fulfilled, I mean, is it? You know. Is it fulfilling every expectation up to this point, or what? When have we lived in a year like this, right? And it's like the one-two punch. we got the the coronavirus, the COVID-19, soon to be replaced by COVID-20. But at the moment, they're still calling it COVID-19. And then we've got the other hand. We've got the communist insurrection. We've got... Antifa, which is a communist organization created in Germany, actually to battle the Nazis in the 1930s. And it's been under the direction and control and financial support of the global communist movement, which is really part of the global satanic movement, because the Reds are really the people of the Red Dragon, and the communists work together. Satan's house is not divided. It stands in one accord. Now, the Lord prayed that the church would come into unity, but unfortunately, in this last time, we're not in one accord. The church is in discord over a thousand different deceptions and a thousand different offenses and a thousand grievances that people, for whatever reason, decided to hold on to had taken them to the cross and and so the roots of bitterness have fractured the land and the the people of God are divided in this time and in that division there's been weakness and fractures and, and the people are not ready for what's coming Frank but in the enemy's camp they stand in one accord they are fully committed to the evil of which they have come and thank God they won't be here long, and it'll be gone. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Where do you, where do you, should we begin, Frank? What do you want to start
0: with? Amen. Well, Benjamin, um, I don't know. I missed a, a, a minute of what you were saying right there. I apologize for that, uh, but I was able to get back in there, and it's nice and clear now. Um, you you talked. We talked earlier this morning. Uh, about some things that had happened recently this past week, one specifically uh, that you had sent me the text to it. Uh, I had yeah. um, I had been the video, I, folks. I don't have personal Facebook. I do have a Facebook for the radio program. I saw it pop up. People send it to me. Uh, friends here local sent it to me. Uh, and I was just like, I'm busy. I didn't really want to see it. People say stuff a lot of times from the Lord, and I don't believe everything everybody says. But all of a sudden, it started weighing on me. And I was like, I better look at this. And, brother, I'm telling you, it, it, uh, it shook me up. It shook me up hard. And that's that Pastor uh, Dana Coverstone in his videos. Benjamin, I, I don't know about you, but when I heard it, it seemed to confirm yeah. everything that you've been talking about for quite a while now.
1: Oh, it's spot on with exactly the sequence of events that are going to unfold in this, the 70th year of America Babylon. And it's just astonishing, uh, the accuracy of it, and the fact that, you know, we're halfway through the process. I mean, Frank, 2020 is uh, half over, and yeah, little more than half, and I really wonder what will happen tomorrow on the 4th of July, but... You know we are we are dead into this. do you want me to read some of this, or how do you want to proceed?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to, to see if we could share some of this. uh I felt that it was important folks uh to hear this and yeah, so please share uh some of this um uh, of this message it's not It's not a lot, but what's in here is certainly important
1: yeah it's, it's pretty intense, and uh, we should put a link on the program
0: notes for this
1: program so people could go listen to Pastor Dana themselves. But, you know, this is a a man who had several dreams of what will transpire in 2020. The first dream he had uh, back in the end of 2019, and he was shown a calendar, and the pages began to flip January, February, March. And when the page got to March, a finger tapped it three times, underlining the month of March, and and that there was an emphasis that something was going to happen in March. And, of course, March is the beginning of the Chaldean year, and March 22nd was the third day of the new Chaldean year, using the equinox of spring as the, the benchmark for New Year's Day. March 22nd would be the Burning Man Festival, which is a satanic ritual, not a party in the Mojave, and that was the day they locked the world down. and And so this brother was shown something significant in March, even as we were expecting all all hell to break loose. And indeed, it did. The world went into lockdown, and then the brother was given. Um, further dream in which he saw april may and june and when june came again the the month was tapped three times and in the vision in this i guess it was a a dream or a vision he he writes in the vision i saw people marching i saw protests people wearing masks lines going into hospitals doctors with syringes people on ventilators i saw people who were very very sick I saw newspaper headlines trumpeting thousands getting sick, ambulances flying down the roads, and then I saw the cities on fire. I saw buildings being burned, protesters wearing masks, people with their fists in the air, people yelling and screaming, anger to the point of boiling over. I saw state houses surrounded, and people were mad at the world. I saw shotguns held in the air, and I saw barriers within cities. You know, this is exactly what we watched transpire in the last 30 days. And he goes on and he he noted that he shared this with several men in his church six months ago and that they could confirm this word was real. He said, I saw absolute chaos. And then he said, I saw vultures flying over large cities. Not just the ones that were burning, but I saw those were flying over those cities, ones in which smoke was rising. And I saw people fearful. They were terrified inside their homes looking out their windows, crimson-colored windows, holding guns in their hands with absolute fear. And I heard the words, brace yourself, brace yourself. And this was all revealed to this brother in December of 2019. January and February came, and it didn't seem like much. But then they began to see the protests in March, and in May, the lockdown occurred. And then in May, in Minnesota, things began to unravel and then the shutdowns began again and then in the dream the vision went back and and he's been watching every day since march through june remembering the words brace yourself and he goes on and he, he disclaimed being a prophet he said i'm merely a pastor i love what in my ministry i'm not trying to be a prophet then he had another dream just recently and again the calendar appeared and this time A white figure appeared with the calendar. He thought it represented the Holy Ghost. And then he heard the voice say, this is part two, he saw the month of July and then August and then September. He saw the finger underneath the word September, like emphasizing it again, tapping the calendar in September. Then October came up and then November. and That's when the dream got real. The intensity caused his heart to race. And it was as if he described it as if the calendar exploded. And it exploded into the wall. Numbers were flying as if 3-D falling everywhere. A cloud of chaos started. And then he saw armed protesters fighting in the streets, people pummeling one another, businesses shuttered, the economy shut down, schools had closed, the schoolrooms had cobwebs hanging in them, and papers falling off the walls. No one had been in them for months. Then he saw the banks. The buildings had the roofs being taken off, and it was as if an alien abduction was occurring because the money was flying out of the roof into some type of vacuum cleaner, and the wealth of the nation was sucked dry. The wealth, he said, I was watching the wealth just being taken, and I saw politicians in back rooms making deals, patting people on the back, laughing and smiling and smirking. Then I saw the monuments. Washington, D.C. was burning. The capital was ablaze. I saw fires everywhere. People being rounded up. Then he saw Russian and Chinese soldiers on the ground in America. Russian soldiers told the Chinese where to go to pick up certain people. He then saw blue helmets of the UN. Military changes taking place. No sign of President Trump. No leadership in Washington, D.C. Then he saw the vultures that he'd seen before. Only now they had become like gargoyles. They were flying ten feet off the ground. They were attacking people mercilessly. People were hiding wherever they could. They were in churches, but the churches were being burned. Their homes being burned. It was absolute chaos. The first punch in November is what got my attention, and I heard the words again, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. This has been going on for almost seven months. Once we get to July, it'll be seven months. He says, I'm not claiming to be a prophet, but I know when I hear God's voice. The second dream, he said, it just it woke me up. And in the dream, he also went to a bank to get some change. And on the door, the bank had a sign saying, no change available. He asked the teller, and the teller said, the U.S. Mint is not making any small change, pennies, dimes, quarters. They're not doing that anymore. They've stopped. Well, how do I charge $1.50 for something? You don't. You charge $2 and prepare for hyperinflation. Oh, by the way, the ones and the $5 bills will soon be canceled as well. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. He felt like he had to share these dreams. He said, we're not just going to see a second wave of COVID between September October, and November, and that's exactly what's coming. COVID-20 has been released in the country. It is a higher engineered version of a similar bioweapon, only this one is highly lethal as well as contagious. and It will be a pandemic. My sources are telling me it will be at pandemic levels by September. So they'll call it a mutation, but it's actually an upgraded virus engineered for a higher level of fatality. And that will be a nationwide pandemic. We'll have a massive lockdown by September, just like this brother's dream. Then he said, we're going to see major things. We're going to see major chaos in the country. We'll see troops in our cities, protests getting worse, buildings burning. What we'll see can only lead to civil war. We need to be preparing. You need to prepare and accumulate the provisions you'll need, prepare food, alternative forms of currency. This is his recommendation. An ample supply of ammunition. And he's not just trumpeting a Second Amendment issue, but he's talking about a real need to protect yourself. The police being defunded. You're going to be on your own in many parts of this country. He also said you need to be praying like you never prayed before. Make sure your family knows what's going on. Have some form of communication set up for your family, I'm telling you, between September and November this coming year, if nothing's happened, you can call me an idiot and a fool for saying these things, but he felt responsible to do so. And, Frank, that lines up exactly with the intelligence information that we recently received from inside foreign military sources. And literally exactly the same timetable.
0: Well, I, I would like to, if you could, share some of that. But I, I wanted to mention something I read on his Facebook page about this, Benjamin, because I think it speaks sure. to what, what the level of uh, believer... Th- this is what he said here just the other day. He says, I have suddenly been given a platform that I never asked for. I have suddenly been the focus of many criticisms and agendas because I posted a dream. I've had 1,100 friends that I shared the dream with, and it has gone viral, and now I truly understand what the term viral means in a personal way. I realize that I will never be able to say anything again, post anything again, or preach anything again without every detail being criticized and analyzed and scrutinized uh, into infinium. Uh, I am a pastor that had a dream that I shared on Facebook. I never asked for it, never expected it, never wanted anything like this. 99.9% of those who have watched it have never met me or known me and never, ever known someone that knows me in any way. I am a pastor that had a dream and have been both sanitized and demonized publicly and privately, and it has happened suddenly, and suddenly is an interesting and terrifying place to be. This is what happens when you try to share something. This guy's not selling a book about Trump winning the prophecies, or winning the house back and, and not happening uh, you know, in the middle of the election, and people are still following him. You know, Out there like Mark Taylor and all those people that are paying you know, all this money for these false dream books. This is a simple guy that Benjamin, he set himself up for failure, and I have to ask myself, why would he do something like that? Well, I think the reason he did, because he feels like he has a real burden to share right. something and didn't care. But you can see the reaction of people, because if you can't sit around and eat your whipped cream and your pancakes and just love life and they, everything's going back to normal, then suddenly you're a fear monger and people hate you. And that's the kind of world we live in today. If you try to share the truth, you're the bad guy. Instead of waking up, it's so much better to know what's going on. Instead of being in the dark and being surprised, no one wants to live like that. That's what this poor guy's already finding out. He was simply... Well, a I would say welcome to the team. Criticism. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do love to hate the messenger, don't they? They sure do. Yeah.
0: They sure do. Yeah,
1: you, you get a lot of grief if you stand up. I mean, pretty much everybody hates the message. Because the message is, to the world, the party's over. The judgment of God is about to begin. And if you don't repent, you are headed into hell for eternity. Okay, that doesn't play well in the wicked states of America these days. To the Laodicean church, you tell them, you need to repent. And you need to turn back to your first love. And you need to come out from the compromise. And touch not the unclean thing. And, and they like their life in Babylon. They voted to make Babylon great again. They've got the prophets of Babylon telling them that Babylon will be great again. And, and, Frank, they love it that way because they're rich and they're in need of nothing. They can supersize those waffles with whipped cream. They're living in the pleasure of the flesh. It's a people who, who name the name of Jesus but have denied the power of the cross. They refuse to put the flesh down. They live for the flesh. They feed the flesh every day. They never fast and pray. Deny the flesh is not part of their religious model. They're the Laodicean Christianity. And they're rich, and they're full of themselves, and they're full of pride, and they mask it with religiosity, And they're about to be surprised. Fear will suddenly consume the hypocrites and the compromised. And their faces shall appear as if on fire, Frank. When this finally manifests in their face and they realize what is now happening, their faces will appear as if on fire from the sudden stress because of what's about to come to pass on the earth. You know, and then even the remnant really doesn't like the truth because they, most of them are really addicted to the news about the end times, and they're not doing the work on their knees. They're focusing on the news instead of focusing on the Lord on their knees. You know, so we all need to Repent. I remember when the Lord told me, lose the news. It's almost good advice because, honestly, folks, I mean, Frank and I are going to give you the news report for the next six months here in a minute. And, and you already heard the prophetic version. We're going to give you the intelligence community version, and it's the same news show. So it's kind of like you can just write the news down on your calendars. You don't need to spend all the time invested you can just read it and when it happens, you'll know. Oh, there go the missiles from Hezbollah into northern Israel. Okay, well, we must be at stage two of the plan. And so the story will go. You know, when people talk about, well, you know, maybe there'll be a reprieve. Maybe we'll get another reprieve. Folks, the day of the Lord and the return of Jesus Christ and the judgment of Almighty God occur in what the Scripture calls the appointed time. And it's an appointment that humanity cannot change, and none of us can miss our appointment with the judgment of God. Every one of us. And judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And judgment begins at the temple. And judgment begins in the elders who've been called to minister before the face of the Lord. Now, I know the judgment probably isn't touching the majority of you right now. But some of you are in travail. And you know... You know who you are. Some of you are weeping every day. Some of you are fasting and praying and on your face before God. And you can't get low enough. And everyone else is going on like this is simply not going to affect them. Well, it will come around to you. This judgment will affect every one of us. But we know from the Scripture, the model, the Lord's model, he, cle- he, he discloses it clearly. Judgment begins in the house of God. And if it begins with us, who are the righteous by the virtue of the, our faith in Jesus and our, our repentance and the desire in our heart to, to seek the truth, to turn from our wicked ways, if we scarcely be saved, the scripture testifies. What what will become of the wicked and the unbelievers? But at the moment, the judgment is in the house of God and it has begun with the elders. It's begun with those who've been chosen by God to serve before the Lord in the temple of the Spirit. And then it will spread out to the entire church based on positional positional alignment the Lord has chosen for each of us and then when he's done judging his own house the judgment will come upon the wicked but I can tell you brothers and sisters the judgment has already begun in the house of God
0: yeah and I, and I can also
1: tell you it is a thousand times more severe than anything you could have imagined trust me I speak from experience I know. I know. Fire, the fires Most High God.
0: Did Did yeah, you right. see Go the news that just came out? Um, and, and folks, listen. This is this is not persecution yet, but I'm saying there the path the dominoes are beginning to fall. They just outlawed singing in church in California. Go look it up. It's right in the news. <laughs> you can find it on the Communist News Network, CNN. It is now illegal. To sing in church. Folks, they are silencing you. They're trying to make you quiet. Take your worship away. Take your praise away. But you can praise the government. You can worship all the movements out there. That's okay. You can riot, destroy. But to praise God now is becoming criminal. To sing him a song. An and we were not, wake. people are not waking up. I don't, we'll wake up when the missiles are flying. That's not the time to wake up. It's not the time. That's hit. Look it up. It's right in, you can go up right on the front. It was today, um, I believe, see, I can't sing in California. Uh, just, I looked it up. It was on CNN, which I don't recommend that network. But if you want to find out what the commies are doing, it's a great place to go. Um, uh, but anyways, yes, they outlawed, uh, singing in California because it could spread COVID. Oh,
1: illegal to sing in California. With
0: a worsening pandemic, California bans singing.
1: Well, there singing you have and it.
0: Chanting, there you go. So.
1: And with worsening sin by the day, the almighty God of heaven is about to ban California. Mm. Anybody that's listening to me, if you're still in California, you ought to seriously sit yourself down and ask yourself a couple serious questions. What on earth are you thinking? And if God doesn't have you there by divine command, you should be thinking about leaving because that... I ain't no place to be in the events that are about to take place in this land. Should we go through the Intel update, Frank?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Let, let's talk about, uh, I mean, to what you can share, please feel free.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, well, first of all, I just want to note that in the last few weeks, the president of China was heard speaking at a high-level level meeting of senior communist officials and senior military officials, and, and the text of this was was leaked out of the country, President Xi basically told the senior leadership of the Chinese Communist Party, get ready. We are going to war, and the army needs to be ready. We are going to war soon. And as a result, they are readying their... Military forces, their armed forces are being prepared for war right now. And, you know, it's astonishing uh, that the people in the West are still asleep, but but our enemies are indeed preparing for war. And in the last week, I received an intelligence update, which came uh, from inside, uh, actually, the Russian military, Um, an intelligence source relayed some information in a confidential fashion to a uh, Russian uh, residing in the United States, someone who had basically left Russia. And the context of that report basically outlined the military strategy that our enemies are going to pursue over the next six to 12 months. Uh, That Russian source inside the Russian military in spite of their best efforts to communicate this information covertly, using encryption, you know, basically trying to disguise their identity, they were discovered and assassinated within two to three days of release of the information. So that person is dead. The person that received the information here in the United States, learning that their source had been assassinated in Russia, uh, threw away their cell phone and all their electric devices, and abandoned their residence and has gone into deep underground hiding, fearing for their life. And uh, the information made its way to me, and um, here's the executive summary. All of the nations that are coming against the United States are now in full agreement. Turkey has joined with Russia and China, North Korea and Iran, Syria, What's left of Iraq, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, Mexico, and elements within the government of Canada who are loyal to the crown and not the Canadian nation or the Canadian people have all allied against us to prosecute the war of Ezekiel 38. The first phase is a... An attack by Turkey on the Kurdistan population, that military campaign has already been initiated and is ongoing. They actually intend to exterminate the Kurds. Second, at some point this summer, Hezbollah terrorists in southern Lebanon will begin firing large numbers of missiles into Israel. Israel will no doubt respond with airstrikes and probably military incursion into Lebanon. Iran, at that point, will begin firing missiles at Israel as well, initiating what will escalate into an Israeli-Iranian war. The United States is expected to bring forces into that conflict, bringing our carrier battle groups closer to the Persian Gulf and, and, and you know, perhaps assisting Israel in our campaigns against Iran, with Americans... Involved in uh, the beginning of the regional war in the Middle East, North Korea will then attack South Korea. A second military front will open, and now the United States will be fighting wars on two continents, in North Korea and in the Middle East. At that point, China will engage in some military provocation, not an invasion of Taiwan, Taiwan is expected to surrender following the defeat of America, but some other military provocation to further uh, overcommit American forces. By then, it'll be the month of September, and the coronavirus 2.0 that has already been released in our country in the last several weeks will have basically moved to pandemic status. Right now, the upgraded coronavirus is just in a few locations, but... Based on transmission and travel, it would be expected in the next 60 days to literally be at pandemic levels here in the U.S. So the the country, our country, will go under a severe lockdown come September. That will shutter the economy. It will begin to degrade our production capabilities and begin to interfere with our ability to continue to project military power. And at some point in that window of time, October, November, the ICBMs will fly, the nuclear strike will occur, and the beginning of a foreign invasion, Chinese and Russian troops will begin to come into the United States, having attacked Israel and then America at the same time in the Battle of Ezekiel 38, and the United States will be destroyed before the end of the 70th year of Babylon, according to the prophecies in Jeremiah 25. And we will be in World War III, Then, as we know from the text in Jeremiah 50, verse 44, there'll come a point where the remnant that has survived in the United States will have turned to the Lord with all of their heart. The people that weren't Christians will have been converted. And the majority of what is left of the United States will be born-again spirit-filled believers who now finally in one accord, seeking God with all their hearts, heaven will hear and the Lord will lift his hand the enemies of America will flee. And thus will begin the second great exodus. The man-child will be revealed. The 144,000 will have been revealed among us. And the great second exodus will begin. I would assume that we're looking at probably the spring of 2021, for the end of the war and the beginning of the second exodus. And the Antichrist will begin to build his new world order, while the remnant of God will be will be moving towards a safe place in the wilderness of Zion where the remnant will be saved and protected from the face of the dragon. And we will enter the final seven years. And I still don't know the day or the hour of the return of Jesus Christ. And that scripture, that no man knows the day or the hour, is specific to the return of the Lord. It says nothing about the destruction of America Babylon, or when 9-11 would occur, or any other event in human history. But, you know, Frank, it's so funny. I mean, I hear Christians all the time. No one knows the day or the hour of anything. No one knows anything. I mean, that is literally the way people quote that verse. No one can know anything. Well, then why did Jesus command us to watch? What would be the point of watching if we couldn't know anything? What, mm. for our entertainment value? No. The, the prophecies of the day of the Lord were not intended as your entertainment. They were intended to awaken you to the lateness of the hour so that you would realize what is about to come upon you so that you and your families and your churches could declare solemn assemblies, and begin gathering together in fasting and prayer. Frank, I just concluded a a time of uh, fasting and prayer, and it was pretty intense. And in the midst of it, I heard the Lord. He spoke, and it was very clearly by the Spirit of God. And, And what I heard the Spirit of God say was, Deep repentance is more powerful than deliverance, prayer. And I know there are these deliverance ministries out there, and, and on, I, on, I believe in deliverance. You know, We need to wage war against satanic forces. We need to take authority through the name of Jesus. We need to bind the devil and cast him out. We need to renounce, reject, and rescind all the works of Satan. And we need to plead the blood of Jesus over our lives and in the lives of our families. We need to reverse the curse and declare the blessings of God. And those things have power. And I'm not belittling them in any means. Absolutely learn spiritual warfare. But deep repentance is far more powerful to break the yokes of iniquity off our lives. And the only way to get to deep repentance is through fasting and prayer or the other choice. You can get there by fasting, and I'm talking about more than fasting from television, and I'm talking about, you know, Fasting more than one meal, deep, committed fasting and prayer will break the the strongholds off your heart and take you to the place of deep repentance, or severe trauma will do it as well. The severe trauma that is facing the United States and facing the church in America in the immediate future will accomplish the work of fasting and prayer. And that's why God calls the deep, you know, the severe persecution that is coming. The Lord calls it his strange work. And he's about to bring about his strange act. And that strange work and the strange act is a severe judgment in his own house, desired to break all of the hardness of heart off of his people and bring them to the place where they can once and for all finally and totally repent. Because if you don't do it through fasting and prayer, you're going to do it in the fire. But if you're called to the wedding feast, we're all going to do this deep repentance stuff. You don't get to skip it. And, you know, I've been pleading with people for years, learn to do this from the comfort of your own home. You know, it's not that hard to fast and pray.
0: Benjamin, I'd like to add something to that, because you've... Brought something to my mind, and, and folks, this is what deep repentance God understands. If you look through the Scripture, and I just want to read a few real quick: Psalm fifty-one, seventeen. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Make me, in Psalm 51, 8, Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. God understands. It's Psalm 147, 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds. Folks, deep repentance. It, 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 the whole point of it, the brokenness, it, the picture is when you, if you're, anybody is a gardener, and understands nature itself, which God designed, shows you a picture of repentance. The seed goes down into the ground. It literally dies down there. And when it dies, it opens up to receive the nutrients from the earth. When we die, that deep repentance and our heart breaks, it opens up, and God then pours his nutrients into us. And deep repentance is not something to fear, it's something to embrace. And it's not that you're going to walk around miserable and hate yourself. We're not talking about that. But when you hit deep repentance, what comes out of that is lasting joy. Deep repentance will produce a lasting joy that no man can steal away. The Bible says in Psalm 69, 20, Reproach has broken my heart and I am so sick, I... And I looked for sympathy, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. And in Psalm 109 it says, because he did not remember and show loving kindness, but persecuted the afflicted, needy man, and the despondent in heart to put them to death. And then it says this, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because, listen to what he came to do, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, all those he just talked about, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. See, there is a time that things are messed up and they seem wrong and God breaks us down. But what comes out of it is healing. It, and, and, and folks, if you will allow God to get into that deep spot that really hurts, what He will bring out is something so beautiful and joy so amazing that you will wonder why it took so long for you to allow him to get in there. Benjamin, I think what you're talking about, this deep repentance, is something that's so fearful. People are so afraid of it when the truth is God uses it to bring about lasting joy and peace. And I, I just oh, want to share. Oh,
1: amen. Yeah. Um, but you know, brother, I, I, would, um, you know, I would just comment on one thing. Um, When we're taken down completely by the Lord, we will get to a place where we say, I loathe myself. We'll get to a place where we really want to throw the ashes on our heads, put on the sackcloth, and, and, and you cannot get low enough. You really wish you could be the seed that could actually get into the ground. Because in our in our natural bodies we can't get lower than laying on the ground. But we will loathe ourselves. And we will no more be haughty on his holy mountain and you know, we hide our sins so effectively. We you know, so many walk in pride and and, are, and yet are absolutely oblivious to the pride that's in them. But they're they're always there. I mean, the charismatic churches, you guys who, who, like me, came out of that thing, you know what I'm talking about, so full of pride, always a word of knowledge, you know, always, I mean, like, really? You know, it's more about who we are than it is our brokenness before the cross. You know, this is a generation. I mean, Frank, Psalm 30 is this people, brother. And, you know, that is a prophecy. Psalm 30 was not written by Solomon. It was written by a a prophet of Israel. And it is a prophetic revelation of this time, this last generation, which is the most wicked generation in the history of creation. And that's why the judgment that's about to begin is the most severe of anything that has ever happened. Read the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 25. God says, I'm going to throw the book Every word Jeremiah prophesied against every nation is going to be thrown against America Babylon. You have never seen. There is no precedent in history for what is about to happen to the United States of America and to the people of this country and then the people of the earth. It's the most severe judgment ever. And it's going to make your hair singe. It's going to be beyond anything you could even conceive of. I can assure you it's a thousand times more intense, and we don't have time to fast and pray right now? Are you kidding me? You know, I've honestly heard people, you know, charismatic people say, well, you know, I can't fast because I'm too thin. I can't fast because I'm, I'm too heavy. I can't fast because I'm hy- hypoglycemic, you know, and, and on and on and on. Here are the reasons why I cannot obey the commandments of God. Okay? You've got to own that, brother. I've got news for you. If, you. if you're not doing it through fasting, it's just not getting done, folks. It's just not getting done. The breakthroughs, they're just not happening because there's a hardness. This is a generation that is pure in its own eyes. Proverbs thirty verse twelve. Yet not washed from their filthiness. We got a bunch of Christians walking around claiming that they're justified in Jesus' name. And and so they are. But they were never taught there's another process, there's another part to our salvation, and it's called sanctified. And it means our bodies cleansed of all satanic defilement. It means our mind renewed of all the lies and all the, the wicked, dark counsel from the knowledge of good and evil, we have it literally cleansed out of our minds, our minds renewed with the real Word of God, so we would start finally speaking and, and hearing and seeing the truth. And in walking in the truth, the peace that passes understanding, begin to cleanse our our temples and become clean. And so you've got a church that is not washed from their filthiness. Yet, they're pure in their own eyes because their entire emphasis, all they've ever been taught, is that they were justified when Jesus died. And in believing in Jesus, all their sins are forgiven, and they think that's it. Nobody ever explained to them there's a process called sanctification, where God literally redeems you from the effect of the curse in this life. And, you know, I want to just jump one, um, this generation whose teeth are swords and and knives. Oh, man, these people. You all know, you've dealt with them. Look in the mirror. We've all been, some of them at the same time. We need to repent. But I want to just read one last little thing from um, the... um, Hallelujah. I'm looking in Matthew... Um, hallelujah, I believe it's 19, where Jesus said, um, yes, Matthew 19, verse 28, truly I say unto you, you who have followed me in the regeneration, whoa, go look that word up, children. Matthew 19, verse 28, you who followed the Lord in the regeneration, and, and that word in... In Greek, let me read it for you. You have followed the Lord in regeneration. It's pelingen And it means to be reborn, but it, and it means to be renovated, but it means specifically messianic restoration. You that have been restored by the power of God. Your mind's renewed. Your body's sanctified. Your lives now made holy under the Lord. You that have followed the Lord beyond the teachings of of repentance and salvation, beyond the basics of the faith, to the place of true sanctification, the Lord says, you that followed me, even as Jesus became sanctified. How sanctified was Jesus? The enemy came and had nothing in him. That's the remnant, folks. By the end of the tribulation, all the remnant will be completely sanctified. And Jesus says, you that followed me in sanctification and in the messianic regeneration of your lives, when the Son of Man will sit in his throne of glory, you also will sit upon thrones. And everyone that has forsaken house, brethren, sister, father, mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold in this life and shall inherit everlasting life eternal but many that are first today shall soon be last and the last today shall now be made first Hallelujah
0: Amen You know Hallelujah. Benjamin this is uh, truthfully uh, amazing I mean, and and folks the point of, of deep repentance you just can't you can't ignore it. it it will bless you and it hurts but it's so worth it there is something else though Benjamin that I wanted to bring up because I didn't want us to miss Sister Lynn had shared this with me or I, I feel like so dumb, I haven't looked at this magazine lately. But the latest edition of The Economist, oh my. The next catastrophe, I know you've seen that issue.
1: Oh Did yeah, the st- one with the people sitting and the, all the pictures on the wall.
0: Yes, the nuclear bombs, the volcanoes going off. I mean, this is... And The Economist is no joke. People know financially and things that are going on and the the front of this magazine sounds like they were listening to the remnant call um yeah brother
1: (sighs) well you know and and they no doubt they they're probably writing the script of what we're describing but you know i just want to make one final comment frank on deep repentance yeah it it deep repentance is not praying louder Mm. Deep repentance is not shouting at the devil, how dare you? Deep repentance is the work in fasting and prayer as described in the book of Joel to the point, and confessing your sins one to another, and being honest with each other to the point that you begin to weep for your sin. You know, when you, your eyes are finally opened, and, and I've had the Lord opening my eyes, and how I've treated people in my life, people that I love, that came to me and said, Brother, you know, this is what you said. This is what you did to me. This is how you hurt me. And as my eyes and heart was open, Brother, I- I'm aghast. I'm mourning. I am in mourning before God. Lord, deliver me. Wretched man that I am. And, and, and as we press in and fasting in fasting and prayer, and we have the courage to confront the true sin that's in each one of us. We'll begin to weep and mourn and cry out. Lord, I repent of me before the throne of God. And you know, and How much fasting and prayer do you need? Until your repentance produces weeping and mourning for your sin, you need more fasting and prayer. You need more time in the solemn assemblies. And, you know, we don't get there at church because it's all, you know, everybody's closed, everybody's protected, everybody's covering themselves. Because church is dangerous. That's why it's got to be a small group. you got to do this with people you trust. Yeah. Confess your sins one to another.
0: Benjamin, I, I'm remembering a time, one particular time, um, folks, I had come to a point of that deep depth. There's been several times where it's been deep, but there was one particular time I remember where the Lord opened my eyes to see me for real. And I remember we lived in this little house, and uh, where I, actually we lived beneath some people, um, and I was in the back room and I began to weep. Benjamin I wept so hard, for so long I could not stop I remember I got up and I noticed all these purple spots all around my face I I literally broken blood vessels I'd never wept that hard in my life in my face I had snot hanging out on my I mean I'm not trying to be too graphic folks but I'm going to tell you the feeling when the Lord broke me that hard when I came out of it, was one of the most fantastic feelings I have ever felt when I, after I was broken that hard. Folks, don't fear it. God is not here. He didn't, he, was, he didn't throw the three men in the fiery furnace to burn them up. He simply loosened them, loosened them from the bands of the world of the bondage that bound them when they went in and freedom from it, the ropes. Deep repentance will free you from the bondage of this world. Unfortunately, too many people have not been taught to embrace it, but instead that God just wants you to be happy only, and just joy, joy, joy. Well, folks, real joy comes after being really broken, because we have really sinned against God
1: dark night of the soul frank and that's what's coming you know look if people don't want to do the deep repentance wait till the darkness comes you'll do it wait till the war comes wait till the chinese armies down the street you'll do it wait till you've been arrested and they've taken your children from you they've taken your wife from you you'll do it You'll be in travail of soul. You'll the, the sword of spirit will pierce to the core of your being and, and you will lament yourself why you couldn't put that cheeseburger down to get the job done early so that you'd be in a place to literally survive what is coming. But, it, you know, we can only receive that which we've been given from above. I mean, Frank, when you're When you literally get the truth from your family, when your wife tells you the truth, when your children tell you the truth, when your brothers and your sisters and your friends in church, when your husband tells you the truth and you're willing to listen, every one of us, every one of us has deeply offended We're all walking around like blind men carrying these huge timbers. You know, we got these logs the size of a telephone pole on our shoulders. And we're all banging into each other with the burdens that we're still carrying that we were never meant to carry. And it's just a mess out there and you know that the terrible thing is the judgment is here, you guys. We're not gonna get past this summer without the world being turned upside down and as Frank said. It's every day. And wait till the missiles start flying in the Middle East. You know, Jeff Nyquist did an awesome program with uh, Shannon Davis uh, early last week, or early this week. And he mentioned how the, the global, or I should say the solar minimum is coming upon the Earth, which is that the solar cycle is literally collapsing, and the climate is going to dramatically cool over the next two to three years i can tell you uh, up in the pacific northwest we haven't really yet seen much summer it's been pretty much for most of june even even into the first few days of july it's been cloudy raining and forty five degrees that is not summer in the pacific northwest and i've heard from other people around the country summer is not showing up we're already entering the solar minimum which means food production will be collapsing And China knows it. Russia knows it. In China, their uh, April wheat harvest, the wheat they planted in April, froze in a late freeze, and much much of the crop was destroyed. The rice is now 70% more expensive in China than it was a few months ago. Russia is also facing huge food production problems. And... These countries realize over the next year or two, there's going to be a 40% reduction in global food production, at a minimum, which means 40% of the population is going to starve to death. That's 3 billion people starving. Okay, starving people don't die quietly. That's the reason they're going to prosecute the world war. And they intend to actually reduce the population by 40% or 3.1 billion people. And the populations to be eliminated are Sub-Saharan Africa, which will be eliminated through bioweapons primarily, India, and lastly but not least, the United States of America. And the populations of those three areas of the planet Total, just over three billion people. So that's the target for the extermination process in World War III. And China plans to take the producing farmlands of India and of the United States. In Russia and China plan to to jointly control the new world order of the Chaldean state following the elimination of America. And that is the next. Major order of business. And so, you know, I don't know what to tell you guys. That brother, um, Pastor Dana, he was shown it all in a dream. I ferreted it out of the scriptures from Jeremiah 25 that we were in the 70th year of Babylon. And the intelligence services are confirming the nations are preparing for war. This is really happening to us. It's happening now. If you guys are not finding time to at least fast one day a week, I don't know what you're thinking, or you're simply not thinking, and you need to change your thinking, because we need, we all need to prepare, and, you know, it's great to prepare in the natural, but we've got to prepare spiritually, you guys.
0: Amen. we got to prepare spiritually. Amen. Folks, it, you know, there's so much going on, and, and the truth is, our God is in control, So all these, this is not to call you to to earthly fear. Now there is a godly fear that I think is a wonderful thing. But I'm not talking about earthly fear. This is a call with time to prepare on your knees, seeking the Lord, finding out what to do. Here's the worst case scenario, or the best case scenario. It doesn't happen until maybe in the spring. You get a little more time. You will never look back on your life and say to yourself, Wow, I shouldn't have prepared and got so close to God. That will never happen. We should live all the time like the Lord could change everything in a moment. And therefore, you'll never be off guard. The truth is, living in a state of spiritual preparedness is truly Christianity 101. And that 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 is meaning so we can not only be ready for what's coming, but be ready to hear the Lord when he says to us, go, leave, now. It is a documented fact. The Lord warned the Jews during World War II. It's fact. But people couldn't believe that it would ever happen in Nazi Germany. But some did. Some did and they left. Others didn't. And my grandfather went over there and cleaned out the ovens. And it messed him up anytime someone said anything about the Holocaust. Because he had to remember all the dead bodies. Because people couldn't believe it. This is an hour we need to make a change. I don't know what else to say. Except now, do it. Put away the childish things. It's time to eat meat. The milk is over. It's time to get ready. Benjamin, I appreciate it. For 20 some years ago, the Lord, you know, just over 21 years basically ago, the Lord used your book, The Day of the Lord, to shake my world. And folks, since then, I've been looking for the Lord's return. And I lost all my friends I lost all of my buddies growing up and all that stuff. And I tell you what, I have never been happier than since the day that when I met Jesus Christ and decided to follow him with all of my heart. As I've buried my best friend not long ago, for those who you have heard on this program from pills and alcohol, and other people that are running around still acting like there's nothing going on. When the truth is, this world is dying. And it's not our home. It's time for us to start looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. It's coming. You need to prepare. I don't know what else to tell you. But accept a plea by the the mercies of God to take your walk more serious than you ever have before. You will never regret getting deep with God. Benjamin, thank you for 20-some years you've been warning people this day. Jeremiah, what, warned for, what was it, 20? How many years was it Jeremiah warned the people 20, for?
1: 23 years.
0: 23 years.
1: Do, do you want to know how long I warned the people for, Frank?
0: Uh, that, so I, I knew it was somewhere around there, about the amount, same amount of time.
1: 23 years. Amen. And the judgment and, came almost immediately in both cases after the 23rd year people woke up and the babylonian army was in the mountains around jerusalem and when i hit the 23rd calendar the covid 19 virus was released from the labs in wuhan and the judgment began so brother this is it i mean i you know i don't know what we can tell the people you know if you can't figure it out now well, you know, wait for the Hezbollah missiles or wait for the war between Israel and Iran or wait for North Korea to attack South Korea or wait for the lockdown in September or wait for the nuclear war in the October-November window. Yeah, absolutely. Or wait for the Russian and Chinese invasion. Um, or wait for them to come and take you to the FEMA camp, I mean, you know? Yeah. Or Or wait when you... You know, when you finally rise from the dead, and you know, and 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 we go to the kingdom, and you realize, wow, I guess that was all real. Huh. How did I manage to sleep through the whole movie? I don't know, but some people are doing a pretty good job of staying asleep through the whole thing. Yeah.
0: And and God, folks, He will put some asleep. He will do that. And he yeah, they're not His some, friends. Some though. of us. Do some of us will... I mean sleep in the grave, but some of us will go... Oh, you mean go dead. dead, yeah. Yes, dead. For sure. Sorry. Um, he, it says it's in, it's in uh, Isaiah that he puts some to sleep before the evil that comes. Um, and that's God's mercy. And so I've had people before, sometimes they don't understand why a good man can die. Well, sometimes God is merciful when he puts someone out to sleep early. This is the time Benjamin... Thank you so much. Folks, we're going to keep pressing in. The good news is, God, we, we're we going to make this. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter where we go. It, you, you cannot handle any of it in your flesh. That's why God is working on you in your spirit. That's what He's called us for. It's time to feed the spiritual man with spiritual food. Fasting, praying, seeking the Lord's face. No one is ever going to mess up because they sought the Lord with all their heart in prayer and fasting. But boy, if you take this for time for granted, just don't do that. Benjamin, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I appreciate what you said. Um, I thank you, all the audience, for listening in. And I know there are those who are suffering. You've tried to warn your family. Folks, don't give up. Even though they don't listen, just keep praying. If you're not praying for them, who is? God needs people to still reach people. There is, God still has people he will reach. And during, when it all falls apart, he's got a work for us to do. So don't worry. You're in training now. God's God still has work. Don't give up. Get serious and let the Lord use you for his glory. Benjamin, I appreciate it. Would you close us out in a word of prayer tonight?
1: Father, I pray that you would anoint these words, touch the hearts of the listeners, Lord, and confirm the lateness of the hour to the people who perhaps aren't taking this quite serious enough. Confirm your will, your direction for all of us, and and Lord, help us to be the people that will stand in the gap for our for our families, for our children for those we love, even as you stood in the gap for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. God bless you, Benjamin. Folks, please keep pressing in. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom.